Alright folks, here we are, second part of Radio Drama Revival, uh, Halloween special 2011. Um, this is part two of two, uh, two hours of audio horror for you. Kind of a tradition to do a special Halloween show and we're doing it this year with one original piece by Final Room Productions and Oral Stage Studios. That's in part one, um, as well as a piece from the Sci-Fi Channel's Seeing Ear Theater um, efforts. Um, so if you haven't heard of those, go check those out as well. They're on the other podcast that was released today. This one is all about the Gristmill. Uh, back-to-back episodes of the Gristmill. Um, Gristmill you've known for God of the Razor, one of the most um, acclaimed and awesome audio horror pieces of uh, the last uh, five, six years or so. Um, Scott Hickey has not really produced much since the Gristmill, except for Slasher, which we also heard on the show, which was also very, very awesome. Uh, we have for you today some shows that have not been heard anywhere, I think. Um, Scott can call me up and let me know if I got that right or not. But anyways, uh, we've got two new pieces by the Gristmill. Um, I love them. It's dark and creepy and twists on you and, and then just everything you love. Uh, first piece is uh, quite special. He's got Jeff Adams, of course, of Icebox Radio Theater and Sound Stages, and the host for this year's TranscontinentalTerror.com effort. <sighs> Busy guy there, Jeff. Um, along with he, he hosts this particular episode, and we've got George Ledoux, who's a fantastic voiceover artist, as a prominent character in The Dark Ride. Late summer, a breath of fall is on the air, and in one obscure corner of the Middle West, a carnival has come to town. The rides look tired, the once brightly colored signs are faded with 20,000 miles of road dust, and the carnies, tired after a long, hot season, look with thinly veiled contempt at the last few patrons who poke around the dusty booths. And in one little corner of the Midway, There is a trailer. Inside, a man sits at a table, sculpting. As his hands work the clay, they show skill and talent and knowledge. His eyes show nothing at all. But what Daryl Gable, carnival manager and part-time artist, does not know is that someone has been looking for him. And in the summer's dying breath, that someone has finally caught up. The Gristmill presents Dark Ride.
said I didn't want to be disturbed. That's great, Your Highness. Now you want to come out and fix the popcorn machine and just spit a bunch of hot kernels on some kid's head. Just, just shut it down. They don't need popcorn anyway. And close that damn door. I lied. Well, there is a shock. I lied about the popcorn machine. It's fine. I just wanted to get inside here. I want to get inside a lot of things. Ariel, please! What's wrong? You're too young. I told you, I'm 18! I'm too old then. What the hell's wrong with you today? I'm trying to sculpt. Ooh, I'm trying to sculpt. Pardon me. Who is she, anyway? None of your business. Her butt's too big, and you could give a girl a break and raise those boobs an inch or two. It's gotta be perfect, you understand? It's gotta be exactly like she was, warts and all. What are you yelling at me for? Because sleeping with you reminds me how much I miss her. Real nice, Daryl. I'm sorry, Jane. And I'm sorry, Ariel. What? Mr. Cable. Ah, vendor. That's perfect. Listen, we have everything we need. You're mistaking me for a peddler. I am not, sir, I assure you. I've come about a position. A what? Position. A job. I'm sorry. It's been a while since I've had to converse in English. Nothing here. We're full up. Hear me out, at least. You never know what opportunities you might be missing. I'm not going to get anything done today anyway. You've got three minutes. Thank you. I, sir, am a magician's mechanic. A what? A magician's mechanic. I designed the equipment needed to create illusions. Listen, Dad. We are a three-ride, five-booth stink hole. We don't have a stage, and we don't need a magician's mechanic. You have a dark ride, do you not? If you mean that dilapidated tin box spook house at the end of the midway, sure, that's ours. Is it a drain on the troop? I'd dump it in the river today if I thought I could get away with it. Uses too much electricity, takes too long to set up, and if we get a dozen customers a night, we're lucky. Mr. Gable, how would you like that spook house, as you call it, to be the number one moneymaker on your midway? To be the biggest moneymaker this flea-bitten refuge for the damned has ever had? My, my. I don't know that we can handle such big words around here before happy hour. You are an artist, like myself. Who's an artist? You are, of course. The sculpture on your kitchen table over there. The clay under your fingernails. Not much gets by me, Mr. Gable. Just for the sake of argument, what's a magician's mechanic make these days? Will you pay me a straight percentage? Ten percent of the ride's gross. <laughs> Ten? Sure, Dad. You take your ten percent. That will work just fine. Good. Then we're agreed. I shall need some supplies to begin remodeling. Now, wait a minute. I will make you rich, Mr. Gable. I will make you richer than you ever dreamed. If I wanted to get rich, I wouldn't be here. What are you going to do with it? All I'm asking for is a chance to create my art. Do we have a deal? You have a week. And nothing that takes more electricity. Very well. And Mr. Gable. What? She's very lovely. Your wife. Damn it. What? You gotta come. What's broken now? No, no, come on. Ariel, let go of my arm. Oh, come on. 
This had better be good. Just shut up and come on. Quit shoving me. I'm not. I'm pulling you. Look. What's happening? It's been like this for half an hour. There are kids running back into town to tell everyone. What are they all doing? Doing? What aren't they doing? Every booth on the Midway has their regular take already, and it ain't even dark yet. There are hundreds of them. Why are they here? Well, look for yourself, stupid. It's the spook house. What did he do to it? Well, duh. He painted it, and he has the stunts all working again, and even added some new ones. It's really slick in there, Daryl. You've got to see it. Hey, what's up? Aren't you happy? Michael builds this new ride, and everyone's selling through the roof. What did you call him? Michael. That's his name, Daryl. You did bother to ask his name before you hired him, right? I guess I didn't. I guess I... I didn't think it would last. I gotta go. Come on, let's go on the ride. No! Okay, okay, don't have a fit. I just... Have him come see me after closing. I'm your messenger now? Just do it! Good evening, Mr. Gable. Didn't you get my message? I've been expecting you. I wanted you to come down to my trailer after closing. Yes. Would you like to see the receipts? Never mind that. We need to talk. We had 391 paid admissions at $20 each. $20? There were some grumblers at first, but word soon spread. That comes to a grand total of $7,820. This on a windy, cold Tuesday evening in a town of, what, 10,000 souls? You see now, Mr. Gable, you've made a very wise investment. What have you done to it? It was sadly neglected, and out of date as well. But what have you done to it? You wish to see, don't you? Oh. Yes, God help me. I did wish to see. He ushered me into one of his cars. He practically tucked me in like a benign old grandpa. Hands remain inside the car at all times, please. And enjoy yourself. Then he gave me a push, and the car rolled forward. And I was inside. It looked just the same at first. All the mechanics ran smoother than ever, and the place had had a good cleaning. But there was nothing unusual. Nothing that could make it anything more than a buck fifty thrill ride. Then I came to the end. It was the last little room before the car came out of the front of the ride. We painted Room of Terror on the tin doors leading into it. I couldn't see at first. Then I saw there was an old man in the room. He was fat and slovenly. A filthy beard tapered from his round, greasy face down to his navel. And he was sitting at a table in, in front of, dear God, in front of a statue, a little statuette of a woman. He was plodding and probing it with his stumpy sausage fingers. He was sculpting, but without any skill or even knowledge. The car came closer and closer until it was right alongside, and then he looked up. He looked 
at me, right at me, and he spoke. Do you remember? It was Jane's statue, the one I was working on now, still unfinished. And not only that, it was wrong. Her shape was wrong, and her size was wrong, and her face... No! Her face looked like Ariel's. I looked into the old man's eyes as he watched me go past, and I knew... Dear God, I, I knew what it was I was seeing. I don't remember. I don't remember how she looked anymore. I was seeing myself. Well, did we enjoy ourselves? Turn the damn thing off. What was that? The last room. The ultimate in terror, of course. It is what each of us fears the most. A dangerous room, if you want to know the truth. But I am here all the time, making sure no one stays inside too long. People pay 20 bucks to see that? To see... Oh, you're not making sense. Don't be ridiculous. Of course they want to see. And they'll pay dearly for the privilege. They always have. To see what you fear the most. To be so close you can smell it and come out the other side. But what do you mean, what each of us fears the most? The room knows you, Mr. Cable. It knows each and every one of those people that were lined up to see it tonight. It knows us all. It knows what we fear the most. And for an instant, for a mere second, really, it will show us. Take it out. You're tired. Take it out. You need to rest. You need sleep. For the last time, take oh, it... Oh, by the way... I've taken my 10%, so here is the rest. $7,038. Need another? Yeah, give me one for the road, will you? No open containers of alcohol in this... <laughs> What's wrong? You look like you've seen a ghost. Good evening, Mr. Gable. Did I startle you? What? What do you want? Oh, nothing, nothing. I simply followed an impulse to avail myself of this fine establishment. Bourbon, please. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Tell me. Two men over drinks. Nothing to hide. Tell me honestly. Do you think this is wise, Mr. Gable? Do I think what's wise? Well, you have a heavy coat. You have a bag all packed. You even have a box which, unless I miss my guess, contains the sculpture of your fair wife. You're leaving us. What if I am? You think the show really needs me? I was a charity case and everyone knows it. A traveling show is a funny thing. Not unlike a ship at sea. Without a captain, anarchy, violence, death. You'll be the captain then. I? <laughs> you are uniquely suited for the job, sir. You are exactly what I need. You? I beg pardon? You said, I am exactly what you need. Did I? Well, a slip of the tongue. You are exactly what the show needs. What do you need, Michael? I don't understand. No, I have a few drinks in me. I'm feeling loose and difficult. I really want to know, why are you here? You got a hell of a magic trick in that spook house. Why hide it away with us? Why don't I ply my trade in more fertile fields? Yeah. Oh, believe me, I could. Name the town, name the city. I could take that dark ride and set it up anywhere in the world, and it would thrive. More than thrive. 
Times Square, New York. Piccadilly, London. Red Square, Moscow. You don't believe me. Yes, I believe you. That's the hell of it. I believe you. That's why I'm leaving the show. Hmm. Then I shall shake your hand and say goodbye. Why not? What? Cold, isn't it, Mr. Gable? What are you doing? Oh, another illusion. Like the one in the dark ride. Please, I... My heart... Oh, just a little longer. But don't worry. Your time isn't now. No. Your time is coming, but not now. Hey, what's going on? Uh, My friends had too much to drink. I'm taking him home. You want a cab or something? No, no, that's fine. I have him. (coughs) He'll be all right now. I'll get him home. Daryl? Are you awake? Where are we? Barstow. Barstow? You weren't supposed to be in Barstow until Wednesday. It is Wednesday. Jesus. What? Michael's been doing it. Getting your trailer moved, keeping the show running. Daryl, I'm scared of him. Yeah? What do you want me to do about it? Fire him. What? Get rid of him. He can't strip the dark ride completely. It's ten times better than it was, and we got a reputation now. Who'll run it? I can. Is that what this is about? I know I can do it. You just have to give me a chance. Don't say these things. Not about Michael's ride. You don't know him like I do. I've been here longer than you. I worked harder than anybody. If you just... (laughs) You're awake. Good. Would you excuse us, miss? My name is Ariel. Of course. Would you excuse us? Mr. Gable and I have things to discuss. He has something to tell you. What? We were talking about it, and Daryl thinks you should leave the show. Ariel! Tell him! Is this true, Mr. Gable? After our discussion in the bar that night, uh, I had to consider it. Yes, I see. You and Ariel had to consider it together, is that right? Well, such is our industry. May I ask what you plan to do with the dark ride after I'm gone? I'm going to run it. You? (laughs) I see. Well then, you'll need a complete briefing, won't you? Are you well enough to accompany us, Mr. Gable? I, uh, yes. Why aren't we open tonight? Well, I thought it best to give everyone the night off. The last few moves have been difficult, and the receipts have been quite good. Now, young lady, what makes you believe you can successfully operate this attraction? It's a ride, ain't it? You take their tickets, you push the cart... Yes. Uh, Have you ever been through? I set it up with you that time. I remember. You were very inquisitive. You wanted to know everything. But have you ever been on the ride? It's important to see things. See them as the customer does. I... I I don't like... You don't like amusements? Are you afraid? Do you remember the tagline? Um, keep hands and feet inside the ride at all times. And enjoy yourself. See you on the other side. Michael, I don't... Quiet. It is so rare that I operate the ride without extraneous noises. Did you know we can hear her from here? Listen. She's just past Frankenstein. 
Now she's passing the haunted house diorama. <laughs> oh, the Count has just lunged out at her. It delights women so. Michael, please. Wait, Mr. Gable. We're coming to the best part. The Room of Terror. You remember the Room of Terror, don't you? I don't know what you are or how you do these things, but you've got to stop. She's just a girl. She doesn't know what she's saying. You excite yourself, Mr. Gable. What I am is a magician's mechanic. What I do is illusion. That night in the bar, was that an illusion? You trying to kill me was an illusion? Was it? The Room of Terror. <laughs> she's inside, and now I throw the switch. What? Damn it, let her out! Let her out! Let her out yourself! Well? Don't let's be superstitious. What has it done to her? Isn't it obvious? The Room of Terror knows us, Mr. Gable. It knows what each of us fears the most. In young Miss Ariel's case, she was obviously nothing more than a vain child. Her greatest fear was growing old. Yes, and that is what the Room has done to her. She is old, perhaps 150 years old. Don't worry, Mr. Gable. Don't worry about anything. You're tired. You've been ill. You need to rest. But I'll take care of everything. 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 He took me to my trailer. He told me everything was going to be all right. He practically tucked me into bed. Then he left. At four or five in the morning, I suddenly sat bolt upright. I realized there was something wrong inside my trailer. Table? Empty. The statue was gone! Good evening, Mr. Gable. I've been waiting for you. Ariel? There's a swamp over there. Someone will find the body, I dare say, but not for a while. By then, the show will be long gone. And besides, who would link the body of an old woman with a missing teen? Where is my sculpture? Safe, I assure you. What the hell do you want with it? It's meaningless to anyone but me. Which is why I want it, obviously. Why? I have a business proposition for you. You don't have anything I want. Oh, that's where you're wrong. I have a little talent that, unlike these other sleights of hand you see around you, is really quite remarkable. When the moon hangs low in the autumn of the year, orange and red with the smoke of burning fields, I can turn my nose to the wind and smell the likes of you. You are despairing, Mr. Gable. But unlike normal people, your despair runs to the core. The liquor you drink won't deaden it. The sculpture you're attempting to create won't assuage it. It's like a little black lump right there, right by your heart and it's growing by the day. It's a gift, if you want to know the truth. Most people live through their humdrum lives, suffering their humdrum little crises, and do you know what happens after a week or two? They forget. They're like children. They're shallow. You and I are deep. 
you and I have suffered something profound, something that rearranges the very fabric of our souls. And do you know what it means, Mr. Gable? It means we can live. What are you offering exactly? A traveling show. Gable and Nightshade's extravaganza of earthly delights. You and I, partners. We can pack the show onto ships and cross the ocean. We can keep going and never stop. That's what it means to live on a round world, you know. You can keep going and never come to its end. This is ridiculous. You sound like you're offering me eternal life. No, not eternal. We are all mortal, after all. Then what? Time. This little dark ride of yours, it's the 96th I've repainted. My art is spread across 10,000 miles and 10 decades, and I will go on creating, just as you can. We're artists, Mr. Gable. There is no place in that world out there for us. So take my offer and join the world in here and go on creating for centuries. I know what you fear, after all. I saw it in the Room of Terror after you left. I saw its imprint on the very walls. You fear growing old and forgetting. You fear never finishing that sculpture. Come with me, and there will be time to fashion her into Venus herself. You don't have the power to do this. Nobody does. It's a business proposition, Mr. Gable. Then I refuse. Then you will die. Tonight. The touch I gave to your heart in the bar, it's killing you even now. You're lying. I'm holding it like a tether. If you walk away, I let go, and you die. I've been waiting for someone like you for 60 years. A partner, a confidant. Someone who understands the depths to which we'll go. You'll stay, because you know I'm right. Give me my statue! It's in there if you want it. You know which room I put it in, don't you? Go on, try and get it if you can. I don't have any intention of getting it. Mr. Gable, I'm warning you. If you're the devil, you can stop me from doing this. You can't! It's just kerosene. The stunts! The wiring! You'll burn up that statue! Everything! I know! You're killing it! Let it burn! No! No! He ran into the dark ride. The fool ran in. No! No! I stood and I watched it burn. And as the smoke and flames seared through every crack, every seam, I could hear him. He was still trying to save it. Save himself. No! No! Whatever he was. But he never came out. I stood and watched the dark ride bake until it looked like a can left in a campfire. When the police came, I offered no resistance. Five to ten for arson. There are worse things. I was ready for murder charge, but they never found a body in the ashes. Hey, Cable. They found nothing at all. Got some contraband for you, man. The shipment came in. Now you know, if you've got plastic explosive in there or something, I don't even know you. Don't worry. It's just some kid's modeling clay. 
I gotta make a statue. Replace this one I lost. Can you get me another four packages? Mm, yeah. yeah, you were friendly, so yeah. Sure. Take a while, though. That's okay. I have time. Time to do it right. And that was The Dark Ride from The Grist Mill. Fantastic stuff. Uh, one more. Um, yeah. Uh, do you need a quick break? Go go get a glass of water. Put this on pause. Um, chill out a little bit. We got, we got one more horror piece, and you're not going to want to let it go. All right, here we go. Uh, fourth part of four. This next one is called AsYouWish.com. Sneak up on me! What are you... Oh, for God's sake. It's not what you think. You're looking at dirty pictures today? It's the first time, I swear. No, it isn't. I'm not an idiot. Well, I don't know what the hell you want from me sometimes. Ever since I retired, it's nag, nag, nag. I'm sitting around too much. I spend too much time on the computer. Now you want to drag me off to the funeral of some relative I don't even know. Isn't it enough that I asked you? Asked. I was informed, and Barb's funeral is on Saturday. End of discussion. Well, if you contributed something to our discussions now and then, maybe they'd last longer. You made this little cave for yourself in the basement, and I never see you anymore. Uh, Look, I put everything I had into that company, and now that I've cashed in, I'm going to enjoy myself. You wrote code for six months, during which time I supported us while they paid you in stock. That a big corporation wanted to buy Alan's company was pure dumb luck. Regardless, I'm retired. And I'm going to enjoy myself. Hmm. With her? She's not even real. She's a cartoon. She's animated. Which is more than I can say for you at certain times. Go to your funeral, all right? As if it'll do anyone any good. It will do me good. And it would do you good as well. You need to be around people again. Why? Explaining that to you would be pointless. Oh, forget it. Oh, damn it. These sites always have pop-ups. Wait a minute. First month free. Hmm. Interesting. Very, very interesting. So, what do you know about them? Well, not much. I mean, two floors of office space in Seattle, a couple dozen servers. I mean, I really wish you would have asked me before signing up, man. Yeah, I think they're cool. That's yeah, a cool idea, anyway. What were they called again? Asyouwish.com. Hmm. Maybe it's a company we should keep an eye hmm. on. Oh, is Alan still looking for companies to acquire? Always, my friend, always. I mean, that's pretty much all we do anymore. We check stock research, try and keep up with the industry. None of us have written code in months. Well, I'm glad I got out when I did then. Yeah, you wouldn't like it here now. Sydney Parks? That's me. A sign, please. Have a nice day. Yep. 
What did you get? Don't know. I, I can't. <laughs> I'll be damned. Yeah, what? It's for you. What? From asyouwish.com. Did you tell him you'd be here? <laughs> I put it on my handheld, and they have access to that. You so gave it... them access to your handheld? Oh, no big deal. <laughs> <laughs> it's that watch I wanted. All right. I, I bet that's pretty cool, but wouldn't it be easy just to deliver to your house? What do you mean? Well, you signed up for this new service. You gave them access to your calendar, your phone number, your website, your life. I mean, just so they know where you're at to deliver things? Oh, Sid, you don't understand. I didn't order this watch. <laughs> I never told anyone a thing about it. I, I just seen it window shopping a couple of times. Then how did they know to buy it? Oh, that's the beauty part, man. You know, when you sign up for As You Wish, there's like, you know, three hours worth of surveys. You know, my likes, my dislikes, every movie I'd ever seen, the hair color of every girl I'd ever dated. Yeah, both of them? Yeah, funny. Yeah. But they took all of that information and processed it. And now they know me. <laughs> they know me so well that they could figure out which watch I wanted, buy it for me, and deliver it right where I was. And this doesn't scare you at all? Are you kidding? Yeah, I've never had a person know me that well. My own mother could never figure me out. Oh, this is great, man. This is the future. Morning, Bill. Morning, Mr. Hartley. Got your order here. By order? I haven't even given it to you yet. Yes, sir, but I got this fax. Credit card taken care of and everything. Here it is. Wow. This is just what I was going to order. <laughs> Lucky you, then. Uh, one for Pirates of the Valley, please. Are you Roger Hartley? Yes. Go on in, sir. We got your ticket order online, and there's a large popcorn waiting for you at the concession stand. Fantastic! Open it. Oh, Roger, it's that one I'd been hearing about. Uh, lo look inside around page 210. Oh, what's this? Oh, I can't wait, so I'll just tell you. That is an exact replica of the necklace the guy gives the heroine in the book. It drives the whole story, uh, like the diamond in Titanic. Uh, that's really neat. What's wrong? Nothing. Well, didn't you want the book? Well, yeah, I'd been meaning to pick up a copy, but... This doesn't have anything to do with that service, does it? Uh, did we ask for the dessert tray? I don't remember. Because I told you, I don't want any of my information in there. Uh, of course you don't. Did you give them anything about me? Maggie, stop! <laughs> it's our anniversary. Besides, you're just jealous because my gift's better than yours. You've, you've gotten so hard to buy for. We can exchange it for another size. I know, sweetie. Let's get some dessert. Ooh, well, look at this one. Uh-huh. A 15th century Spanish doubloon. Yeah, that's one of the finest examples of that series in existence. You seem to know a lot about this exhibit. I know. I, I just... When you said you wanted to come, I did a little research. I love pirate stories. Let's go to the Caribbean sometime. Uh, sure. Uh, let me think about that. What's the matter? Can't you make a decision without your precious service? Well, that's not fair, and you know it. Let's not talk about it. 
Wow, an original skull and crossbones. It says this design was introduced by Captain Morgan. Mm, actually, there's some scholarly debate about that. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Wilson at the University of Oregon claims that emblem was introduced before Morgan, while DeShane at LSU thinks it never was used by pirates. Just Hollywood. Uh, there was this article in Time, October 2001, about a Mel Fisher expedition. How that, do you know all this? What? I said I did a little boning up. Because I knew you wanted to come to the exhibit. Mm -hmm. Okay, fine. As you wish, sent me some PDF files. I see. Maggie, what is your problem with the service? So what if I got some PDFs? What did I want to do today? Well, you wanted to go to Treasures of the Spanish Armada, which we did. No, Roger. I wanted to do something, anything, that wasn't planned for me by that service. You've been manipulating me. Maggie. Uh, you sat there at breakfast and pretended this was spontaneous. But you knew all along, didn't you? You were overreacting. I've been so stupid. When you asked to take care of the tickets, I should have known you already had them. Maggie, you wanted to go. You were enjoying That's not the point. Uh, yes, it is. I know you, Maggie. I know what you like, what you don't like, what you're interested in buying, where you'd like to travel this summer. Who knows me? You are the service. But on the other hand, you have got no clue who I am. You can't give me the things that I want. You can't even talk to me about anything I care about. You don't even see me anymore. All you see is what I'm not. You know your problem? You know the problem with every woman in America? You don't want a man, you, you want a doll. Someone you can dress and who will sit there while you talk and who you can plug into just the right job. That's not true. Truth is, you want something you can program to respond to your every need. Oh, well, I want that too, Maggie. I want the future. Only I'm honest enough to pay for it. I'm trying. I'm trying to yeah? understand. Don't bother. You know, we're not working anymore, Maggie. Huh. You know, we don't fulfill each other's needs. You know. What are you saying? Look, over there, by the entrance, there's a messenger who just came into the exhibit hall. You know, she's talking to the docent. The docent's pointing over at us. What's going on? You know, I'm not really sure, but I have an idea. Just popped into my head a second ago. Roger, what are you doing? Me? Margaret Hartley? I'm not doing anything at all. Margaret Hartley? Uh, um, yes? I'm sorry, ma'am. At this time, I have to officially inform you that you've been served with these papers from District Court. Oh. Roger, what are these? Don't know. <gasps> Divorce? That's funny. That's just what I was gonna guess. I must say, I am impressed. You didn't know how to cook at all, huh? Yeah, cold cereal and microwave popcorn. And, you know, the day she left, as you wish, delivers these cookbooks and videos. And the result is this passable stir-fry. Uh, hey, it takes a little practice. Hey, who does your cooking, anyway? Uh, let's say I prefer cornflakes and kettle corn. <laughs> Bachelorhood feels good, doesn't it? I need a drink. Mm, a beer's in the fridge. Huh. Sid, uh, I want to thank you for coming by, man. 
Where there is beer, there I shall be. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, there there was this thing I wanted to talk to you about. Uh-oh. No, it's no big deal. Well, damn, uh, get that, would you? Sure. Okay, thanks. As you wish. Of course. Hey, stir this, would you? I can never wait to open these. Must be exciting to find out what you wanted every day. Oh, you have no idea what this one's heavy. Are you sure these people don't have your house bugged or something? Oh, paranoia is overrated. I don't know what everyone is so worried. What? What's wrong? It's... It's a gun. A gun? You like guns? I never shot one in my life. Look, I'd send it back if I were you, Roger. I mean, that's just weird. Getting guns in the mail. Well, it came by messenger. I know. I, I, I'm here alone, and they think I could use protection. Yeah, yeah. that's... that's probably it. Uh, let's eat. Not bad. Not bad at all. Thanks. And since there's no women in the house anymore, a little something extra. Wow. Are those Cuban? Officially, no. Light up. Mmm. Blockade running never tasted so good. Yeah. So, okay. Why all the special treatment? What do you mean? You know, I, I invite you over for a dinner, and we have a smoke. Yeah, you uh, fidget all night. You don't look me in the eye. I mean, either there's something you want to say, or you're in love with me. And if it's the latter, I'm turning you into customs for these cigars. <laughs> no, no. It, it's nothing. It's... Okay. Well, okay. Uh-huh. Uh, there is something I wanted to talk to you about. Hey, I'm fat. I'm happy. I'm full of your beer. Spill. Yeah, okay. Look, okay, it's like this. Our hearing date's coming up, you know, Maggie's and mine, and, well, there's a prenuptial agreement. That's a very wise precaution. Yeah, right. Well, the thing is, we have no-fault divorce in this state, but the prenup is a whole different ball game. It's a contract, and if you break the contract... It's void. I know. I started in pre-law, you know. Right. And well, our prenup does a 75-25 split for the individual property. You know, that, that means Maggie is entitled to 25% of my stock, and that's, well, you know, that's a lot. And you're going to try and keep it all? Well, I talked to my lawyer, and he says if we can prove Maggie broke the prenup, she'll lose her claim. Did she break it? Well, you know you always liked her, right? What do you mean? When Maggie and I were dating, you used to tell me you would have gone for her in a second if I weren't in the picture. So? One of the stipulations to the prenup is adultery. If I could prove Maggie slept around, say, if her lover turned up in court. Wait a minute. Now, just think about it. Roger, you're asking me to commit perjury. I'll make it worth your while, man. You can't be serious. I mean, you're my friend, but I like Maggie. I'm not going to court to lie against her. What do you mean you like Maggie? I, I like you both. 
you're my friend. No, no, I'm your friend. She was just my wife. Look, you're getting weird. You understand? I mean, first this service, and, and then... what about the service? Look, you've... Yeah, no, no, you've... what about the service? Look, you, you don't like them either? Look, forget the service. I mean, you're going strange on me, man. You asked me to go into court and lie just to save a few bucks? <laughs> it's not a few bucks. It's $175,000. You're asking me to go in and lie. Well, why wouldn't you? What do you mean? Yeah, why wouldn't you do what I asked? We're friends, aren't we? Aren't we? Strangers can't be friends, Roger, and you're so strange to me, I don't even know you anymore. Look, thanks for the grub. I'll show myself out. Sid! Sid! Sid, come back here! Sid, listen to me! You don't know who I am? Well, I don't know who you are! You know, we always did things together, right? Uh, rode the roller coaster, took the ups and downs. So? Uh, yeah. So I'm the happiest I've ever been, and you can't even see that! You're self-centered and, and self-righteous, and you can't even understand what a wonderful thing has happened to me. You know, maybe if you signed up for That's the service... That's all you, you can would... think about, isn't it? Your damn service. Well, I'll tell you the problem with that thing, Roger. It's got you thinking the world revolves around you. Every little wish granted, even before you make it. Uh, so? I pay for it no, all. No, my friend, you haven't even started paying. Oh, you think they're going to make a mistake, is that it? That they can't possibly be that They perfect. sent you this stupid gun, didn't they? I mean, what the hell are you going to do with that? Uh, what am I going to do with that? I'll tell you what. Wait, wait, wait a minute. What did you mean? Maggie is your friend. Put the gun away. You know, I'm beginning to think my little idea about you and Maggie, uh, it must be one of those psychic moments. So obvious. The husband is always the last to know. What are you talking about? You know, I thought the judge would believe that you were sleeping with Maggie, and you know why? Because I believe you're sleeping with Maggie! What? Look, you know that's not true! Oh, it makes sense, man. I gave you my pitch tonight and you reject me. Why would you do that? If not because you're already doing it! Roger! And besides, as you wish, sent me this gun, didn't they? They had to have a reason to send it! Roger! Think! Just slow down! Listen to yourself! I am thinking! I am! I'm thinking this is the only way this whole thing makes sense. You... you mean you're gonna shoot me because they sent you a gun? I am going to shoot you because the gun helps me. Helps me to see the truth. Sid. I'm safe now. I'm here in the basement. And I'm safe. Oh, there. It's better with the lights out. Dark. And they wouldn't find me in the dark. Oh, someone's there. Just stay put. Just be quiet. Mr. Hartley. Oh, God. It's the delivery guy. It's Bill. Mr. Hartley. I got a package for you. No. You have to sign for it. Please. Please just go away. It's, uh, well, I don't know how to say this, Mr. Hartley, but it's a coffin. Oh, no. So, you have to sign for it. I can't just leave it. Go away. Please just go away.
Okay, he's taking it away. Oh, I can see now this isn't going to work. I was wrong to shoot Sid. It was weak. I got angry. The service was just doing its job, bringing me the gun. They brought it to me because I wanted it, not because they thought I needed it. I'm weak. The spirit is willing, but it's never going to be better than this. Never going to be better. Unless... Unless I change things. Unless... I've got to start thinking logically. Thinking like a machine. No. No. More than that. More than that. Excuse me. Somebody called me? You're Margaret Hartley? Yes, what's happening? I'm Rachel Compton. Could you come inside, please? Would you just tell me what's going on? Do you know a Sydney Park? Sid? Yes, Follow what's me, please. <gasps> Is this him? Yes. Call Hickey. Tell him we have a positive ID on the victim. Why don't we go over here? What happened? He was shot three times. We have the weapon. It was registered to your husband. That's impossible. We don't have any guns. Actually, the registration was expedited by a company. Asyouwish.com. Oh. Ma'am, I need you to prepare yourself for something. What? Your husband's in the house. In the basement. The doctors are still working on him. He's hurt? Yes, but... Mrs. Harley, we called you because we think you should go down and see him. What's wrong? The doctors, they... They don't think he's going to last much longer. Oh, no. How is he? Uh, I don't know how he did these things to himself. The pain must have been incredible. Uh, doctor. This is Mrs. Hartley. Uh, oh. Is Roger all right? Mrs. Hartley, your husband has done some significant damage to himself. You mean he tried to commit suicide? No, we don't think that, but we can't move him. At least not without permanent brain damage. And he's dying, ma'am. <sighs> We've given him something for the pain, but it's only a matter of time. He's over there, sitting in front of his computer. Roger? <gasps> Roger! Oh my god. <sighs> Hello, Mags. What have you done? It almost worked. What worked. is it? Don't you know? It's a USB cable. <laughs> Can't ever teach you anything about computers. Roger? Fascinating. Drilling the hole in my skull. Didn't hurt like I thought. <laughs> Installing the cable didn't hurt. You no, know, no nerves and brain tissue. Did you know that? <laughs> can you, can you help me? Yes. What do you need? Need uh, another 
hole. Base of my spine. My, my spine. I, I can't move my arms anymore. Oh, Roger, why? Oh, don't you see? I wasn't meant for this world. Never got along in your your world. New world, Maggie. New bodies. Just machines. I want that new world. As you wish. Just a taste. Oh, God. It, it's dark. I can see it, Maggie. I can see the new world. It's... Oh, no. Oh, no. No. All right, and that was AsYouWish.com from the Gristmill, wrapping up our two-hour audio horror fantabulousness here on Radio Drama Revival. And if you have yet to hear enough audio horror, well, we've got yet more. Um, You can check out all of the archives at RadioDramaRevival.com. I've put up a link on the right column um, about audio horror with uh, free downloads dating back to 2007 when we first started doing this crazy effort. And every year it seems to grow and grow and grow, and people just do not ever stop loving to get spooked and uh it's my favorite time of year um so yeah be cautious out there be careful don't get caught up with any sort of serial killer kind of madness out there because we want you back next week um for more audio drama programming here on radio drama revival all right that wraps it up this week i'm gonna skip the spiel instead i'm gonna play just a little bit of this song i only to play once a year once in a while it makes sense to play this band from new orleans don't even know if they're around anymore but I love them. This is called Liquid Rhone. This is Fools in Their Fences. See you next week, folks. Happy Halloween.
howling thunder So 